Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Jeff Hughes. Jeff helps entrepreneurs build successful online businesses, get out of the nine-to-five grind, and develop their vision into a reality. He's passionate about showing failing businesses how to change their mindset and dramatically increase their performance. Jeff overcame the struggles of being raised by a single mom, living off welfare, dropping out of grade nine, couch surfing, selling drugs, and living without people in his life to model anything other than average. After discovering he had a knack for sales, he risked the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, changed his mindset, and found inspiration in his own story that if he can be successful, surely anyone can. Jeff says, Success can be measured in different ways. To me, it's measured in how many lives I can impact in a positive, meaningful way. Before we begin, this podcast conversation is between adults and contains a little adult language. So if you have little ones near you, you might want to use your headphones. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me on. So... One of the things that uh, I, I saw you quoted on is this statement, you were born to make a difference. So talk about, if you would, what that means to you and, and why that's important to you. Well, I mean, I think everyone has a purpose in this life. And I believe that we all were born to make a difference. And I think too often we get caught up um, with what's going on in the world and sort of what, um, what's been served us that we feel that we have to follow everybody else. Um, a lot of people have the feeling I'm not good enough. Um, and I find a lot of them, a lot of people, um, don't feel safe or free to be their true authentic self. And, and quite honestly, that really is what is inhibiting you in getting anything you want in life. Mm, wow. Well, I know, I mean, your story, certainly, uh, you made a huge transition from your circumstances growing up um, and into your, the business that you have now. So um, can you, that, I mean, it's such a huge mindset shift. And uh, can you talk about that and, and uh, share how, what prompted that shift and what kept you going once it got started? <clears throat> um. Well, I mean, growing up the way I did with a single mom um, on welfare and not necessarily having the best uh, life. And, and I mean, now I look at it now and, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today if the circumstances didn't happen the way that they did. But um, I never really felt like I was good enough. I mean, that's where prompts, you know, you were born to make a difference. I just really never did. Um, my mom didn't have the skills uh, to manage a child on her own. And um, I felt like anything that I did in life, and I was always constantly looking for other people's approval for validation, um, that I was okay. And 
this behavior perpetuated throughout my whole entire life. And, and a lot of people have said this and, it, and it's so true is how you show up one way is how you show up every way. Right. So my personal life was in shambles. My, you know, what people would think was I was successful. Really, I wasn't successful in my own means because I was never fulfilled by anything that I was doing. I was constantly trying to do stuff so that I was getting validation. I wasn't validated myself. And I would go through and, and I've, I mean, even some of my students that I work with now and, and, and quite honestly, I find a lot of the population, we go through these ups and downs. We, we, we go through these like mass, like swings of like happy, 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 happy and, and doing what we got to do. And then we crash. And my life was very much like that. I would go really hard. I'd get jobs. I, I would be the top of my class and then I would go down. And it wasn't later to life that I, that I learned about the, uh, our, our, our internal temperature gauge, um, which has everything to do with our identity. But I did that over and over and over and over and over again. And a lot of people, including myself, um, we become at a point for change when we have what we call a peak emotional experience. And I started on that journey um, with my ex-wife at the time, um, really struggling. I'd been with her for a long time. I had three kids. Um, I've been through numerous jobs, you know, transacting from, you know, going from nothing to, to becoming managers to crashing and then back and forth all the way through. And, and finally I got to a point where my wife, my ex-wife at the time, my ex-wife now, my wife at the time, um, we went through a, a, a separation. So I was living on my own and I was just like, this is crazy. Like every relationship I had, I mean, I was bullied in school. I, I couldn't keep friends. I mean, I was just in chaos. And there was, a, there was a personal development um, course at that time called Landmark Forums. And that was my first exposure to quote unquote personal development. And I went to that and I remember, I remember getting the, the questionnaire and then the final thing. And it basically said, you know, hey, if you have any, you know, mental, mental possibilities or anything, this is probably isn't the best course for you to go because it's going to open up your mind up to, you know, the possibilities that you, you didn't even think were there. And it certainly did so. I remember seeing it in seeing life in a different perspective at that point. And that was when the very first gap um, of knowing that there was something out there and that I could make a change. And it was all in my mind. Now, did it make a full shift in myself? No, because I didn't really understand the full context of what it was. It was kind of like, um, you know, I hit 72 hours, 48 hours afterwards, and I'm super pumped up, and I left this program, and then I fell, and I just didn't know, and then it was just like, it was like gone, and... <clears throat> That's kind of a common experience that people have. They go to these self, you know, self-development things. They have a peak experience there, and then they walk away, and it's like, what the heck just happened? Totally, um, and... That was my first experience and I had gotten a job, um, my highest paying job I ever did, uh, got um, ever at that point, um, working selling yellow page advertising and I made more money, I got all these awards, I got all this stuff but I still wasn't fulfilled, I was traveling around everywhere and I seen the writing on the wall because Yellow Pages wasn't there, and and I I really liked digital marketing. I was the top in selling digital advertising, so I decided 
I wanted to be an entrepreneur because quite honestly, I was the worst employee you could ever imagine. <laughs> Literally. Imagine this guy that has the ups and downs. And, and, and I could just only imagine like the managers and the district managers looking at this going, oh, this guy, he's just, guy has crazy sales, but he's the biggest nightmare to deal with. He doesn't listen to anybody, but man, his sales are crazy and he always wants more, but it, but, but he's chaos. You know what I mean? And in, in a world of, of, of sales and, and, you know, quite honestly, it's not very easy to find somebody who's very good at sales. I, I knew that. <laughs> and I use that my, to my advantage. Anyways, I remember I, my first job, I remember making $150,000 a year. And, and I felt like I was like on, on cloud nine, but I knew that Yellow Pages um, was not going to be forever. I mean, I, I never even used the Yellow Pages anymore. I was using Google at that time. So I decided to get my hand in at that time and I had seen Groupon. Groupon was like this fabulous, you know, company offering all these deals. And, and quite honestly, I had all these relationships with B2B, right? I was one of the mm -hmm. top sales guys. I had no problem walking into businesses and getting business. So I didn't know anything about code, HTML, any, anything to do with, with anything. But I just popped off my ass, sold somebody on the idea that I'm going to go start this daily deals company. And they gave me the money to do it. And that was my first experience of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing because I didn't know about systems. I didn't know about organization. I didn't have structure in place. Sure. I could sell anybody anything. I built, I had this custom uh, daily deal sites uh, started and shortly after a year of hustling, I noticed that I just wasn't getting anywhere because I just didn't understand structurally how to do a business. So that was my first $50,000 fall from grace. <laughs> um, and and what, what was happening in your mindset at that point? Cause that was kind of how this, how we got started talking yeah, about this. So throughout yeah. that was the same thing. Go, 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 mm. go make, go make as much money, do whatever you can do, prove to everybody that you can do it. Right. Cause that's where I was looking. Mm -hmm. I was constantly looking for validation from other people and how I showed up one way throughout my whole entire life was how was I, I was showing up, um, again. And of course my relationship certainly wasn't advancing by any means. It was actually becoming worse. And once again, I, I, I was like, okay, there's gotta be something out here with digital marketing. And I knew about a guy when I was selling cell phones years ago that got into digital marketing. And quite honestly, um, I was really envious of him because he went from working at Freedom 55 to all of a sudden traveling around the world with penthouses and, and driving these extravagant cars. And, and naturally, you know, that spikes my interest. Like this guy's average like me, what is he doing? It wasn't until years later, obviously, after I had gone through the Daily Deals company that I was like, okay, I'm going to approach this guy. So um, I did approach this guy and he gave me, um, basically gave me the lowdown on what he was doing, which was affiliate marketing, email marketing, and um, kind of opened the gateway to a possibility that was more than, and, and mentorship. Needless to say, I had to go back to the same angel investor and, 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 and ask to borrow a significant amount of more money because this person wasn't willing to show me what they were doing or what they learned without a substantial investment. And when I say substantial, it was substantial. And I'll, and I'll lead on to where kind of my life led into the personal development and more change because um, this will kind of bring the story all together. So my very first year, so this is my first time I, I have a mentor now. And I remember I was like, holy cow, this, I mean, it, it felt like I was printing money. I had never seen anything like this before. I had never experienced anything. And I was simply, and I had still had no technical background, but I was simply just listening to somebody who had results 
and following them. And that was my first open, my, my first eye opener is that I needed to start listening to people who had results that I was looking for. I needed to start having mentorship. I needed to start seeing stuff outside of what was in myself. Anyways, my very first year, I, I destroyed every amount of money that I ever could have imagined in my very first year of affiliate marketing. But I'm going to go back to the exact same thing. Do you think that I was fulfilled? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm guessing not. And that go, go, go kind of uh, approach is, it's exhausting. 100%. There I was. Yeah. Once again, I made all this money. Um, I bought my first house and years before that I had gone bankrupt. So I bought my first house. I bought my first sports car. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm looking for all this outward validation of all these things. I mean, and then the divorce happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. And once again, another peak emotional experience, because that's usually when people adjust. Right. And well, it, it provokes change. It does. I mean, it kind of puts you in the position of here's an opportunity to change and change things. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because anything that's tied to an emotion, right? And if your emotion's strong enough, it provokes the change. Mm -hmm. So there I am, another peak emotional experience. And I picked up a book <laughs> of all things. I checked into like a, 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 a week long retreat to kind of figure out who I was and why I was being the way I was. And the first book that I, I picked up was, uh, was by John Powell, um, Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? Very short read, but wow, an eye-opener. Like, wow, I am who I am today because of all of these things. And I started realizing that who I was in that moment and who I had been all those years wasn't actually someone that I created. That was somebody else's beliefs, what they felt about themselves, which the person before them that raised them felt them about themselves that pass it on to you. And I realized that between the ages of zero and seven, 80% of all your beliefs are already in place. And those beliefs aren't even created by you. They're actually put on you by somebody else. And everything yeah. at those ages are just factual. So you take them in. One of the, one of the things I've heard you say is that your, our true self lies in the shadows of beliefs we created as a child. So that kind of speaks to that. How do you develop, what beliefs do you develop as a result of the environment you're in, the experiences you're having? Everything. So, so because we don't have what we call, like, so a child doesn't even have cognitive reasoning till they're eight. So we can't even reason anything. I mean, if you've ever tried to argue with a four-year-old <laughs> or a two-year-old <laughs> or a five-year-old right. or a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, they just know that crying and screaming, just like when they grew up, this is how they got responses. This is, this is what they did. You can't reason with them. And that's because their brain isn't developed at that point. So their environment that they're raised in, everything becomes fact. It just is. And, and a lot of the studies that I've been reading on, and quite honestly, most children between the ages of zero and four are operating on what they call a genius level because they're operating at a vibrational level of theta and they're just operating on, they need an identity. Like human beings need an identity to be able to survive. It's part of our survival. And our brain only has two functions. One's to keep you alive and the other one's to keep you safe. So, so it's absorbing as much information to create an identity to create survival except for the identity that you're creating is based on 
the people that you're around, or if your parents say that so-and-so is authority, your teacher's authority, you know, um, your pastor's authority, you're taking on whatever they're saying as facts. So how did your past influence how, how you were doing things then and how you're doing things now? Or, or does it influence how things are? are oh, a hundred percent because your beliefs drive behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so there I was at, at, at this peak emotional experience, reading this book, starting to understand identity of myself, going through divorce, assets, you name it, everything going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So really, the way I am right now is because of my environment. And I'm looking for validation everywhere because my mom didn't give me validation. Nothing I ever I, at that point felt was good enough for her. So then I portrayed that on everybody else. So then I was constantly looking for attention from other people. So that was the behavior that I was going over and over and over again. And, mm-hmm. and at that point, the lights turned on. This was the first point where I was like, okay, now I have mentors. If I listen to people who have results, I get the exact same results. Now I realize I am who I am today and I didn't create it. And I started on my journey and my obsession actually with how the brain operated, um, how we can actually grow change. Um, And I started to become fulfilled with my life. I started realizing that I was good enough and there was no amount of outward validation because it all, it all stemmed from my value system and how I felt about myself and the integrity. So as long as my value system, as long as I was aligned in my value system, I didn't feel guilt. I didn't require somebody to tell me that I was good enough and I started to flourish. Hmm. I started attracting different people in my life. And uh, it was a big change. It was a huge shift, massive shift. Yeah, I think that that values alignment is so crucially important. It's one of the things I believe about having impact, that if you're living out your values, that's kind of a foundational thing that then allows you to go on and have some impact because you're really connected to who you are. Yeah, and to that point, um, the way our subconscious works is – It doesn't know the difference between good or bad at all. All it has is the value system that we have. So it serves us whatever it is, good or bad measured, whatever we've created in our mind. And it, if it doesn't fall within what we considered, you know, what was passed on to us, good or bad or whatever value system we get guilt. And then when we live in guilt, right, it creates, um, it creates a, a safety net. So, Guilt. What do you mean creates a safety net? Well, guilt, I shouldn't, I guess a better word for it, not safety net. It, it triggers, I'm not safe. So it gives mm-hmm. you off the okay. vibe. It gives you a feeling that you're not safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's primordial. It's, it's old school, but that's what it is. It's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't align with it. So then you're not being your authentic self, right? You're not speaking from who you really are. You're pretending to be somebody that you're not because you're afraid of what somebody else thinks of you essentially. Right. And what I found was that when I aligned exactly with what you're saying so perfectly about the value system that I never felt guilt. And I started seeing 
changes in people that I never thought I was showing up differently and they were responding differently. And, and for the first time I was actually having people reach out to me asking me for, for advice and seeing me as a mentor. And that started cascading massive amounts of confidence. And it even became, I even became more obsessed with why we are who we are and leads to why I just wrote a book about how our brain operates because I truly believe, and just like you said so perfectly at the beginning about a lot of people go into these personal developments because, um, you know, they're having an emotional period, they want to make change, but within 48 hours, 72 hours, a week later, the, the rush is, is crashed down. And that's mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't understand how the engine works. And I put this as a metaphor to a lot of people. Would you ever take your vehicle into a mechanic and ask him to fix your engine? if he told you that he doesn't know how he doesn't know how the engine works. Right. Of course you wouldn't. Yeah. Because you know what he's going to do? He's going to, he's going to, he's going to make a whole bunch of mistakes trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. It might even actually wreck it all together. And I, I consider that the same with the brain. Us humans, we don't, if you don't know how to operate it, you can hear all the content in the world and get your serotonin, your dopamine all spiked up, but you're not actually fixing it. And there's some simple habits and I call them simple because they are so powerful and we can create change in our subconscious mind in just a matter of 66 days, 66 Mm -hmm. days. So beyond the point of eight years old, there's only, there's only two, there's literally only two ways to retrain your brain and that's with hypnosis or it's through repetition. And what I realized was what I was thinking about was manifesting everything in my life. And I started putting together programs and started understanding that, you know, if I create affirmations about who I, who I believe myself to be, I put myself in state. If I have a goal, here's the big thing. Our subconscious mind is a service mechanism. It serves us whatever we want in life, good or bad. And what I find is a lot of people, they don't have a vision. They don't have a goal. So I always say that the biggest spot where, where all your dreams and goals and, and the amount of money and everything that's lost in this world is actually in a cemetery because there's so many people that don't understand that in order to be fulfilled at a life, you have to have a vision. You have to have a goal, something bigger than yourself. So I started writing out a vision for myself. I started understanding that once I had that vision and I started seeing it on a regular basis because people don't understand that your brain knows no difference between reality and imagination. It doesn't. Right. And and, and I mean, anybody who would like to, to, to um, have an argument about that, just go put on some virtual reality goggles. <laughs> you know that it's not real, but as soon as you put on those goggles, your central nervous system doesn't. Yeah, it feels really real. Yeah. It feels real because one third of your brain is actually attached to vision. Hmm. So, so this kind of really sets the stage for how you're thinking about your business now. And I'd love to delve into the impact that you're having with this work that you're doing with people. Because, um, I mean, we've talked some about values and how important you've you found those to be. How are you implementing those and what kind of impact is that having on your clients, the people you're working with? Well, I started getting some, I started getting some uh, speaking gigs. And... I started sharing what I was learning and all of a sudden I just had people coming to me and start asking me to become a mentor. And I hadn't thought really thought about it very much at that point. And I was like, and I started going, I'm like, okay, so I've spent 
I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my own to this date on my own personal development through um, masterminds, through, through personal coaches, through online marketing courses um, over the years. And I was like, okay, so what, what would be the biggest impact as these people are asking me um, to make a change in their life? And it's, it dawned on me. I was like, okay, well, what was the biggest thing that impacted me? Well, I had to start changing the way that I thought about things and I seen things. And so I put together this program that, my gosh, when I, when I did it and the impact within eight weeks, I, might, I, I, I couldn't even imagine it. The, the change in these people was just mind-blowing. What kinds of things did you see? What changes did you see? How they felt about themselves because what I realized was – that your own personal identity and who you thought yourself to be, you couldn't be anything outside of that. So I started working on that. So I started, I started, I started getting people to do visions, like create a vision of what it is that you wanted in your life. And it was a struggle for people because here's the thing. And and this is a perfect quote that I love more than anything. Um, Albert Einstein said, and I didn't understand the context behind this till later on in life that um, logic will get you from A to B imagination will get you everywhere. (laughs) And, and I didn't have any context, but I have full context now. And what that meant was that, yes, you can continue using the skills that you already have right now, but in order to actually get above and beyond something bigger than you already have and your model that you have from your parents, you needed to use your imagination. You, You needed to envision it. But the biggest struggle that I found with these people after I'd give them this assignment is they would be struggling with their own identity to take logic. They'd be looking from the past and trying to create something in the future. But if you take something from the past and you bring it into the future, you create exactly what you already have. Hmm. So we would get through and then, then, then once, they're, once they got to the point where they were like, they started writing all their things that they really wanted a life and creating a life around what actually makes them happy, man, that roadblock... On, opened up. It, it was, it was just crazy. They, they, they started seeing things. I had them start envisioning it. I had them write it out and saying it to themselves every day and seeing it. Right. What I was doing was, is I was training the brain to think that it's reality, that it's actually already true because a lot of people have the have goals, right? A lot of people go, okay, well I have these goals, but a lot of people don't understand that there's the B goals and the B goals are the most important. You have to become that person that has those things to have them. Right. The B, B meaning B-E. Yes. The Not B, the letter. Yes. The, yeah. the B goals. Right. Mm-hmm. You had to become that person. And I remember going into it and a lot of people said, if you wanted to become a millionaire, you had to become a millionaire first. And I didn't understand it. It was because you had to literally believe it so much so and the way that they started believing it was by writing their vision out and saying it every single day. They would literally, they write it out and then they would record it and listen to it every morning. And then I would create after. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you really have to be in the energetic place, have the, the mindset of the person who can actually do those things that you need to do in order to have what you want to have. So it's really setting the stage in a way. I, what are some of your B goals? Who do I want to become? Well, I've already become, yeah. I've already, I've already become, I've already become who I want to be uh-huh. um, right now. My shift, my thing that I want to create is I want to create an awareness to people that they can create whatever they want in life. Mm-hmm. And 
the challenge right now is, is exactly like that metaphor I said. All these people want to go to personal development and they want the, they want the, they want the, the pill that's going to fix it. They think that they're going to go to this and it's just going to automatically fix it. They get all these, these dopamine spikes and they, they're taking their engine in to a mechanic and the mechanic doesn't understand how the engine works and nor do they. So they can't even be taught because they're not being taught the proper thing. And I was like, okay, so this isn't out there. And I personally experienced it myself by spending ridiculous amounts of money to try and figure this out. So I was like, I'm going to give this a fast track. So I'm creating a program in place that's going to impact people. That's going to change the way that they believe themselves to be so they can become anything become so that they can have what it is that they want out of life. And it's very simple. It's literally retraining your subconscious mind. 66 days creates a permanent um, habit in your life. And once you believe yourself to be that your behaviors change. And when your behaviors change, then the laws of attraction change because then you attract the right people. You attract the right things in your life. And next thing you know, all those be all those have goals start falling into place because you be can't be become and affirmations, um, taking think tank time for themselves every week and really using their subconscious mind to their power. Most people don't understand that you can literally put your subconscious mind to work even when you're sleeping because your subconscious mind doesn't sleep. You can literally write out a problem that you have, go to sleep on it and you'll wake up and you'll have an answer. It's the most amazing thing I have ever experienced. Our brain is the most fascinating thing. Thomas Edison to this day still has the most patents ever. And he was one of the people that understood the power of vision and seeing yourself there and getting your subconscious to believe you are that person. He used to sit there when he was having an issue or trying to overcome stuff with two lead balls in his hand. And what he would do is he would close his eyes and just about as he was about to pass out, one of the lead balls would fall and he would wake up and he would have answers. He would have answers. He was so forward thinking that most people don't even understand why he created the light bulb. He failed over 10,000 times. People, people would always ask him, why, why do you keep going at it? He eventually, he eventually succeeded, but his why was so huge and most people don't understand this. He had already created a generator. But the generator had nothing to power, so he had to, he had to create a meaning for the generator by creating the light bulb. That's how forward-thinking <laughs> he was. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Well, Thank you, your vision. It is. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, go ahead. Yeah, Jeff, I'm, I mean, just before we kind of wrap up the interview, I, I, uh, I wanted to... I mean, these are all great concepts and hearing about them is inspiring and there's great energy behind it. And I'd love to spend a couple of minutes just talking about how, how those concepts, how you see them actually manifesting in your business or in your clients, one of your clients' businesses. It's just so helpful to hear specifics about, you know, how are you getting there? How are you using that, your time and energy in order to get to where you want to be. So if you could speak a little bit to that before we, before we yeah, wrap up. So, so a lot of people think it's a big undertaking to, to reprogram your old thoughts, your old behaviors. So really putting it into small pieces. So first things first, understanding that your subconscious mind is a service mechanism. It gives, it serves you whatever it is that you want, whether it's perceived good or bad. So our thoughts manifest our behaviors. And by giving yourself a goal outside of logic, 
and pushing all the things that you want out of life, listening to them daily, affirmations of who you are, the best things about you, the quality changes your state. And when you're doing this on a regular basis, you are changing the program in your mind. I'm telling you, this is the biggest hack. It's the one that changed me. It's the one that's changing my students. Literally, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the, the haves happen because they become and they believe themselves to be the habits. And what happens is, I mean, we could go even further is, is you have a part of your brain that's called the reticular activating system and it's your filtration system. And what it does is it filters out everything that isn't important. So because you have an emotional attachment to the become and you're seeing it every single day, your reticular activating system, your subconscious is pushing out everything else that isn't important and it's directing you right to your North Star. And you, surprisingly enough, you will just end up getting it. And, and I'll, I'll speak to that because I remember when I was a really young boy, my very first car, and I actually said that I would, I would make a million dollars in my life. And I didn't know how. I grew up in an environment that wasn't there. And I said I would have a black Porsche 911 Turbo as my first vehicle. I didn't know how. I was a young child. And I remember when I, when I, when I, when I, when I made it, and that was actually my first license plate of all things on my Porsche was made it. I remember when I made it. I went down, we went to go look for a, a BMW M3 and I was looking there and what do you think was in the showroom? Black Porsche. Porsche 911. Yes, Turbo. The car that I had envisioned when I was a young boy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think of it then, but I knew that there was an importance. So my filtration system brought me to, Jeff, that's exactly what you said you wanted. Guess what? I had started to become the person that could have there I was. Right. So that was my very. So it's appearing in your. It's appearing in your your world. In your yes. Real world. You start. Yeah. It, the, you you are manifesting everything that happens in your life, and there I was. So, once you have an emotional tie to all your goals, something that you feel great about, you're hearing yourself on a constant basis, all the positive things about yourself. You change your state. Your your mind changes. And I want people to be so aware of the content that you consume. If you're sitting there watching the news, if you're watching, you know, soap operas, that really does mold your mind. It is so, I like to call it plastic. It just absorbs everything. It just, it takes it in. So, so I don't have television. I don't watch any television. If I, if I do, it's like a documentary where I'm learning something. I read books on a constant basis to learn, to better myself. So the content that I'm consuming, my goals that I've set, they're all in line and everything is coming together. So my goal in this world is to give people um, the schematics on how to fix the engine and truly fix the engine. And it literally takes 66 days and there's literally a handful of things that will initiate these change. And I promise you, if you stick to them, because I've experimented this, I have 15 students right now, all in this incubator, and the growth and their identity. And the big thing is, and I mean, I, we could talk about this topic for a long time. The very first book that I would ever suggest anybody to go out there and read, because it's basically the schematics of your subconscious mind, is called Psycho-Cybernetics. It's by Maxwell Maltz. And he was, to put context to it, he was a plastic surgeon back in the 60s. This is a book that's changed over 30 million people's lives. It's the one that all personal development understands. It's all about identity, but just to put it into context, he was a plastic surgeon 
And what he was finding was he was having this large amount of people that no matter what he was doing, he would make them look exactly the way they want to change their body, whatever it was. And it would look exactly what they said they pictured, but they never, ever, ever were happy with it. And he became obsessed with understanding why it is because inwardly they didn't see themselves outwardly looking that way. So there wasn't any amount of work that he could do externally to them that would ever satisfy them. So it's really internal work that is all the, what you're about, what your work is about and what you've been focusing on. Yeah. yeah. It's identity. Yeah. You can't be any, well, you can't be anything outside of who you think you are. It's impossible. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so in agreement with you, Jeff, and the, and what you were talking about in terms of making sure that you make great choices about what's coming into your world in whatever format that is, is, is so valuable. So I, uh, I always wrap up these interviews with a rapid round of three questions. Are you, are you game? I'm game. Okay. What's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? Oh, it's fulfilling as hell. Um, that's the biggest thing is because I think the, they've proven this over and over again. There's only, there's only one thing that they've 100% been able to prove that's 100% fulfilling and that's helping other people. So by me making an impact on other people positively, it fulfills my soul because at the end of the day, I'll be honest with you, when you're, when you're about to pass away, when, when you're in a position of trauma or you're no longer going to be on this planet, you, are, you think about your legacy. And when, you, when, and when your legacy is there and you make a stamp on, on the world when you leave, because when you're gone, we, we see ourselves as physically gone, right? So the mm -hmm. only thing that we have is memories and memories of who we are. So we really, really want that to be strong. And most people don't get that until their health is gone and they're literally on their bed. And there's some TED Talks that have, uh, that have taught, been, been talked about this, about people on their dying bed and all their regrets. I don't want to live in regret. Absolutely yeah. not. So your legacy is important. And when you, when you make a positive impact on the world um, with people, your legacy is going to be great because you touched other people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the second question in this rapid round is what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? Envisioning, seeing things, using my mind, taking time to visualize visualization is my, is my big thing. That's the one thing that I do. I spend a lot of time visualizing and thinking about stuff. I have a, a th I have a, a Google, Google keep that I use and I'll visualize stuff and I'll just start writing stuff down. And what I have found, and this will go to anybody, you know, a suggestion that one of my mentors said, and it works really well is taking 45 minutes a week of quiet time, just putting in some ambient music or some binary beats and just what's on your mind and start spewing it out. And it's amazing what you can actually come up with um, by doing that. So consistently visualizing my affirmations, my, my, uh, my vivid vision of what I want in my future and uh, health. I go to the gym biologically. Um, it's important for our mindset as well. Um, I go to the gym quite regularly and I eat healthy. So those are all consistent things that I do on a regular basis. Great. And the last question is, what's one insight or piece of advice you'd share with another business owner who's saying, I want to have impact. I want to contribute. The biggest thing that I would say to any business owner is, is, is do you have a vision? Do you have a goal? Um, and I've talked to lots of business owners and 99.9% .9 of them don't have a goal outside of what they are doing right now. They have a number, but they don't have something bigger. 
And when you have something bigger, your emotional tie to become tie to it becomes so massive. Like it initiates the, the craziest change because you want it. Like emotional ties to end visions, goals, whatever it is, that's what's going to drive you to actually go get it. So don't go through your business without a map. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's having something bigger than you. That's really what impacts about thinking about your business and your work in that way. So. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. I, you obviously have a lot of passion and energy behind your work and uh, it was exciting hearing about your, the way that you're uh, working with, with clients and seeing real change. So uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? They can reach me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I'm literally just, uh, I've sort of been kind of just in the back presence. I hadn't really done a whole lot of push. So I just, my website's up now. My ebook's about to come out. So there's a lot of big things coming, rebranding. So look out for my, um, my ebook, which will be available on jeffhughes.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and that presence is about to launch significantly within the next two weeks. Great. All right. Well, thank you again for the work you're doing in the world, Jeff. Thank you. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.